uh, our mobile app. Um, it's on the Play, uh, Google Play Store, uh, as well as uh, I wanted to give an announcement. Wednesday nights, if you, uh, we, we are talking about spiritual disciplines. In this past uh, week, we talked about the spiritual discipline of studying the word, and it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, Angelique uh, uh, taught the, the lesson, and it was, it was great. We talked about disciplining ourselves to study the word of God because the Bible says to study the word of God uh, that you would be a workman that would, uh, need not be ashamed of the gospel so we need to know if somebody's quoting something to us that it's the right thing and not something that's totally off the wall um, so uh, by all means join us on Wednesday nights if you need that information please text me um, and then I don't have that slide up here, that announcement up here, but immediately following our worship experience on today, we are going to be uh, doing outreach. And every fourth Sunday, we have endeavored to do outreach. I don't care how hot it is, I don't care whether it's raining, because guess what? Homelessness, people who are homeless, people who need food, don't care whether it's hot. They don't care whether it's raining. And so what we have determined to do every fourth Sunday is go out on the streets immediately following the worship experience. And we're going to be giving about 100 meals out down in downtown Norfolk today. So if you'd like to join us, I drive a red car, a red Toyota Camry that has new creature on the license plate. Just look for us downtown near the uh, Martin Luther King Monument over there by the HRT transfer station. That's where we will be today. So just give me a shout out and we will be glad to let you join in and we're going to also be uh, exercising social distancing mask on our gloves um, we're giving out hand sanitizers today we're also giving out masks in the bags that we're uh, distributing today um, so I think that's all of the announcements that I needed to um, uh, take uh, I do want us to pray for Margie um, she is one of our partners here. Uh, got a call last or a text last night. It's uh, Dorothy's uh, Davis's sister. She took ill on last night with fluid around her heart and um, having heart problems. Uh, she's in a hospital, but at, from my understanding, she's doing much better. Amen. So let's continue to keep her lifted in prayer. Let's continue to keep Sister Thelma lifted in prayer. I, I, uh, she texted me early this morning and said that um, she wasn't feeling well and some things were going on with her body. So uh, we want to continue to lift them up in prayer as well. Um, and anybody else, if you've got a prayer or need us to agree with you in prayer, just put it in the chat or either, either uh, instant message me and send it to me if you want it. You know, it could be finances, it could be, you know, your job, it could be anything. We just want to agree with you in prayer. So I want to get to our, our lesson on today. And this is not a hooping type of message. It's not um, a, a, a message where um, is somebody's uh, ear packs on. Normally that, that interference comes in. Um, we're going to be talking about the power of communion today. Um, I, I sent out a text yesterday and I, um, I uh, announced on last week that this Sunday we are going to be um, uh, uh, celebrating communion. I know we say take communion, but we are going to be celebrating communion. And so I wanted to talk about this morning um, very briefly, and I, I don't want to, to be too lengthy. Um, I want to talk about the power of communion. Um, and in talking about the power of communion, I'm going to be dealing with um, uh, three different parts. And, and one of them is going to be the purpose of communion. Um, the next one is going to be the significance and importance of celebrating communion. Um, and then the warnings of partaking communion in, in, in an unworthy manner. Um, and maybe this is, is a refresher for some of you, and, and maybe this is new information. Um, but I just really felt like uh, the Lord wanted me to, to share uh, the significance and the power of communion, um, because sometimes we can we we it's just been passed down, but we never really understood the the real good significance of um, 
the the blessings and the power of communion. So um, let's let's start out with number one. Um, the, the term communion is it, it, the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings. The the sharing of an exchanging is sharing and then exchanging there's something that's happening you're sharing with me I'm sharing with you there's an exchange that takes place uh, when we commune but it's just not commune over anything but it's intimate thoughts intimate feelings there there uh, between a husband and a wife there is an exchange there's there's um um a, a sharing at a very intimate level that normally and normal relationships don't get to. You don't get deep with just a, 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 a co-worker. You don't get deep with just any old friend. You're not going to exchange um, um, uh, things in an intimate level like you would in a real close relationship. And so that's what... Um, Communion really means, and so when we're, when we're talking about communion, I want you to keep this definition in mind. But, and, and think of it in terms of um, the, uh, the exchange and the intimate thoughts that we now, those of us who are saved, are able to partake in with our Father. Able to partake in with Holy Spirit, able to partake in with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I, I don't have that scripture right now, but it, it talks about that if any man believes in Christ Jesus, Jesus said um, that we will come and make our abode. We will come and live in them. And so when we enter into this this intimate relationship with, with Christ, when we enter into this, there is an exchange that takes place um, the, the, uh, 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 the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and I read that scripture for years but that one word we, we will come they now come and they whoo, they come and they live and they make their home in us and so they're living with us and there is exchanges and, and, and uh, 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 thoughts and feelings in, in an intimate way that now takes place so the first communion um, talking about the first communion the first communion, I know a lot of times, um, how many of you heard uh, 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, uh, be read during the communion? Well, yes, that was Paul. Paul says, for I have received from the Lord. He received that revelation from the Lord. He, 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 he personally received it. So that's why he says, for I have received from the Lord. But Jesus instituted the first communion on the night that he was to be betrayed. He instituted the first communion. And so um, in, in uh, Matthew, the 26th chapter, starting at the 27th verse, it says, and he took the cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them, which is the disciples, because what they had done, what they did, they were gathered together for the Passover meal. They, they had come together to celebrate the Passover. And the Passover was uh, uh, over in Exodus, uh, I think it's the 12th chapter. Exodus, the 12th chapter. Y'all remember when, when the Lord told uh, uh, Moses, uh, let... Um, Pharaoh let my people go and it was 12 plagues and and so uh, God said okay your heart you, you won't let my people go so the firstborn of every male it uh, will be will be killed the firstborn of every household will be killed and he said that uh, if you take and put the blood over your door then the death angel will pass by but if you don't put the blood over your door, it's because you didn't follow my instructions. It's because you didn't uh, uh, put that blood, that covering over your door. And so they were. And, and so that's how it became called the Passover, because after that and, and uh, they were freed from uh, slavery, um, uh, that 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 celebration was then instituted as the Passover, the Passover of the death angel. OK. Um, and so um, 
Jesus is telling his disciples, and this is the first communion. He says, and he took a cup of wine. He had told them earlier on in the verses. He said, you know, uh, they said, well, well, uh, uh, let me just read it to you. I think I can read it to you better than I can tell it to you. Um, in Matthew, uh, he, uh, uh, let's start at 18. It says, on the first day of the unleavened bread, um, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? And he said, and as you go into the city, he told them, you will see a certain man. Tell him, the teacher says, my time has come and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples at your house. And so what the disciples did, they went into the city, as Jesus said, and they found the house and they prepared they prepared um, the Passover meal. Um, it, it says uh, that I will prepare the Passover meal, uh, the last supper. They call it the last supper because Jesus said that this is the last time that I'm going to break bread with you. Um, the last time that we're going to be able to break bread together. And so it was called uh, the last supper. And so we pick up at verse 27 and this is where Jesus, and I actually should have said verse 26, it says, and they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it, and then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, take this, is, uh, take this and eat it, for it is my body. And verse 27 says, and he took a cup of wine, which I have here, um, took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, eat of you. Uh, each of you drink from it. And it says, for this is my body. This is my blood. This is my blood. So, so the, the, the wine or the juice represents the blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. To forgive the sins of many. So this is where we get the first institution of the Last Supper, okay? Of, of, of um, the, the communion, all right? So if anyone ever asks, you can go to the scripture and say that this is where it was instituted. Jesus instituted it right here in, in the book of um, Matthew. And, and there are other accounts of it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because how many of you know that they parallel one another? Um, but I don't, I don't want to give you all of those scriptures. So what is the purpose of communion? The first thing is the purpose of communion is an affirmation and acknowledgement of our covenantal relationship with Christ. With Christ. Remember in um, Matthew 26, I said that for this is my blood, which confirms, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It confirms the covenant that God has for us. Communion. When, when we when we partake of communion is saying I'm confirming. Jesus is saying I am confirming. This means that I'm confirming I have a new covenant. No longer do you have to slay a lamb and put the, the blood over your door. No longer do you have to send somebody else in into my presence to pray for me. No longer do you have to uh, 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 sacrifice anything because I am the sacrificial lamb. This is the new covenant. The covenant, the, the, that old covenant is fulfilled right here in this scripture. He's saying that and, and, and fulfilled feel when he died on the cross, when he shed his blood, when his, when his uh, uh, body was beaten and torn. That is uh, uh, the confirmation. He was the sacrificial lamb. We no longer have to go out and kill anything to, be, to make ourselves right before God. We're already there. Um, and so it says between God and his people, it is poured out as a what? A sacrifice. We don't have to sacrifice. The only thing we have to sacrifice now is ourselves. Sacrifice ourselves. Sacrifice our desire. That's the only thing that God, God says that I, uh, that you present your body, what? A living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God. That you daily pre present your body. 
a living sacrifice. So that's the only, remember I said the exchange, communion? Communion means exchange. You are exchanging your desires. You're exchanging your will. You're exchanging what you believe things should be. You're exchanging taking control of things. And now you're saying, God, I'm exchanging my control so you can control me. Okay? All right. So um, Luke uh, 22 and 20. Um, just another, I wanted to kind of show you another scripture where it talks about the purpose of communion. It says, after supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this cup is what? The new covenant. The new, so if somebody says, well, no, you got to do this and you got to do all of these prerequisites to get right with God. You said, no, I'm walking in the new covenant. That's what you have to tell people. We need to know because there are some people that still try to to make us live up under the law. There are still some people that try to make us live up under the New Testament. But we have a new covenant. And this is what I really like. It says um, between God and his people, it's an agreement that confirmed he, he an agreement. And so we have to be willingly to uh, enter into that agreement with my blood. It's an agreement. He, he, he poured out his blood. And it, with any um, covenant, there has to, it has to be sealed with blood. And so when Jesus died on the cross, he sealed the covenant with his own blood. And it says, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Um, I was doing some studying with someone on this week and, and we were talking about covenant. Um, a covenant, um, we have entered into a covenant with, 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 with Christ and, and with our father. We didn't enter into a contract. See, a contract has rules. A contract has stipulations. A contract says that if you don't meet the requirements of this contract, I can come and snatch it back. But see, we did not enter into a contract with our father. We entered into covenant, which is an intimate and close relationship. What did I say? What did I say that um, uh, 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 I didn't uh, explain covenant? But it's we're entering into um, this this relationship to where there's an exchange. You know, we don't we don't have to try to do. God already sees us. All we got to do is just release ourselves to him because he knows where we're at. Um. So the purpose uh, of communion, I want to talk about uh, another purpose. It's a corporate celebration of his death and resurrection. It's a, it's a corporate celebration of his death and resurrection. And we can also, for those of you who are watching us at home and you, you're going to corporately um, celebrate communion with us. You are you are corporately, whether you're here with us or not. We are corporately celebrating um, uh, the 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 death and his resurrection. We're saying this is what we believe, and in this church, it is one of the ordinances that we celebrate. It is one of the ordinances that we believe in, which is the taking of some some churches call it holy communion. Some churches call it the Eucharist. Um, and, and we call it Holy Communion. We call it communion. We know it's holy. Um, some people dress up, and, and, and I've done it before, put on collars and robes, investments. Um, but here we are really magnifying and, and celebrating um, the death and the burial of Jesus Christ. So let's look at the significance and importance of celebrating communion. One of the significance is, is that we do it to remember Christ and what his sacrifice for us was. We do it to remember Christ and what his sacrifice was for us. And I read that a little while ago. Luke um, 22 and 19 it says he took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. He gave thanks to God for it first. And so I know that some of you have heard, you know, um, people say that he broke the body and he gave thanks. Y'all ever heard that during the, the communion? And so this is where they got that from. They got the scripture from the scripture. It says, and then he broke it in pieces and he gave it to the disciples. This is my body saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in what? 
do this in what? In remembrance of me. So we are doing it in the remembrance of all that Christ has done for us. All that he's done. He's, he's not going to go and die on the cross again. He's already done it. He's not going to go and, and carry the cross up to the hill again. He's not going to do it. Everything, he's already done it. All that, look, somebody wants to bring up your past? No, I'm saved and I, I confess that sin and it's, I'm already forgiven. You know, when, when people try to bring up your past, you need to tell them, I'm, I'm forgiven. That's behind me. That's behind me. What your version of truth is for me is not my version of truth. I know that I'm delivered. I know that I'm set free. He's already done it. So I'm celebrating the fact that I may not see it. I may not understand and I may not feel like that I'm walking totally in my deliverance, but it's already done. And if you continue to think that way, you are going to begin to act that way. Look at yourself as already healed. Already. It was a sacrifice for our healing. Already, you say, whatever it is, I'm already there. I'm already there. You may be 20 miles back down behind the road. I'm already there. That's what you got to tell yourself. The other, um, the other point number two on um, the significance and importance of celebrating communion is our personal celebration and remembrance of the new covenant. You remember I talked about the new covenant. It's, it's our personal you know, he, we, we entered into this personally. I didn't bring mama, daddy, brother, sister. I entered into the covenant personally. Um, a good example of this would be um, a husband and a wife, a, 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 they, they're getting ready to get married. And you don't see when, when um, the pastor uh, reads the vows and the the the. Uh, uh, the Marriage vows to the couple. You don't see the mom stand up and say, you know, when, uh, uh, do you now take this man to be this, this man or uh, this uh, woman to be your lawfully wedded husband? Da, da, da. And you don't see the mom stand up in front of the husband and say, I do. No, it's a covenant between two individuals. It's, so we have to understand that our covenant is a personal thing. Make it personal. You cannot you cannot force another person to enter into this covenant. They have to willingly, they have to willingly enter into this covenant themselves. You can, you can preach to them, you can give them the word of God and ask Holy Spirit to, uh, to soften their heart because the Bible says that no man comes unto God except the Spirit draws him, her. The drawing. You can do, you can plant the seed. Bible says that you, uh, one man water, one man plants, but God gives what? The increase. The increase is, is being drawn unto God. So the new covenant, remembering, and I'm just trying to just, I'm just doing a refresher. It's a time to celebrate and remember the new covenant. And um, I already read that. Did I read this one already? Yes, I did. Let's look at... Um, 1 Corinthians uh, 11 and 25 to uh, kind of uh, reiterate this point. It says, in the same way he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant. So you see the parallel? You see the parallel of what we read over in the New Testament? So Paul is saying this. He's repeating what he heard Jesus said. He said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. It's an agreement. Um, confirm with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you do it. And one translation and one scripture says, uh, and I talked about this to our, our leaders here a couple of Saturdays ago, and Jesus even put a time limit on how long we're supposed to do this. No, we're not going to sit here and spend hours and hours taking communion. But he says, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me and that you shall do it until I come. So that means that we are to celebrate this until the Lord Jesus comes. So there is a time limit that we should be uh, uh, having this celebration. Um, next one is, number three, it says, we proclaim and announce the Lord's death. You know, and when I looked at this, I was like, wow, a lot of times we think of proclaim and announcing out of our mouth. There's something that has to be done verbally. 
verbally. But this is an act that you cannot, you cannot verbally articulate. Um, it says for every time, and this is scripture, it says for every time you eat, so there's, you're not saying anything, but you're eating the bread and drinking the cup. And when you do these two things, you are announcing, you are proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. So a lot of times you think is I'm going to go out on the street and tell people about the, the, the death and the resurrection. But when you come and you take part and you partake of communion, when you take communion, you are, there are verbal and nonverbal actions. This is a nonverbal action that you are proclaiming. You are announcing, look, uh, I am announcing the Lord's death, that I believe that he died on the cross, that I believe that he shed his blood. I believe that he rose again. I'm announcing the finished work of Christ on the cross. I'm announcing that finished work just by taking communion. Just by taking communion. Okay? And I'm almost done, y'all. The next one, it says, uh, the purpose of uh, taking um, communion, the significance and importance of celebrating. I don't want to say taking. We celebrate we celebrate communion. The reason why we celebrate communion is it is so we can carefully examine ourselves and our walk with others. That's key. Examine ourselves and our walk with others. Let's, let's look at a, um, a scripture with that. It says, but if we would do what? If we would examine Pete. If we would examine Angelique, if we would examine Sheena, don't examine them. The word says examine what? Ourselves. And the worst thing that we want to do, the last person that we want to examine is ourselves. Because we always want to have a word. We always want to find a word that we can put on somebody else and give it to them and say, hey, you know, the scripture said you should have did. We don't want to be the first partakers of the word. We don't want to be the first partakers of examining ourselves. The enemy wants us to continue to examine and find fault in others. But the word says to examine ourselves. And the reason why we do this is because so that we would not be judged by God in this way. The Bible says that with the same manner that you judge someone else, the same manner you're going to get judged by. So we judge ourselves so nobody else has to judge. So when you come to me and tell me that I, I did this or I did that, you don't, it already agrees with me because I've already started examining myself. I'm not going to take offense because I'm like, you know what? Holy Spirit already revealed it to me. And sometimes, I'm going to be honest, stop being so deep, y'all. Holy Spirit ain't got to reveal everything to you. You know you got a nasty attitude. You know you can say sharp things out of your mouth. Oh, but the Holy Spirit didn't tell me. You know, Stop. I'm just keeping it real. You know you speed down the highway and got road rage, but the Holy Spirit ain't told me to slow down. Slow down. I mean, some folks can get so deep. The Holy Spirit ain't spoke to me yet. Well, I'm speaking to you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, y'all, ever, y'all ever been around anybody like that before? Well, I'm not going to eat right now because the Holy Spirit ain't told me to eat. I'm hungry. Let's eat. <laughs> All right, let me, let me move on. <laughs> I'm just saying, honestly and truly, You judge yourself. We judge ourselves by what? Like we talked on Wednesday, studying the word of God, digging into the word of God and let the Holy Spirit deal with you with that word that you get inside of you. This teaching, now you can, you can uh, uh, begin to look at yourself and look at communion in a different way. Look at the sacrifice that he, he did for us in a different way. And, and that word in there, when, when you get that word in you, Holy Spirit begins to deal with the Holy Spirit begins to use that word 
uh, 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 to reprove and to um, um, to shape and to mold you. And so that's what we have to do. So judging ourselves, stop trying to judge other people uh, or just stop. Cause it's a lot of it going on. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's to the point that it's sickening. It's to the point that it breaks up churches. It's to the point that it breaks up relationships. Because the truth about it is, is that what you're seeing in someone else or what you're seeing on the surface is a surface. You don't know the whole story. You don't know. That's your perception based upon the evidence that you're seeing. But there are other things that are behind the scenes. I, when I worked uh, with the government, I dealt with um, uh, 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 the legal field. And um, a lot of times that the, the, the prosecuting attorney would put his case on and would put the case on and paint all of these negative pictures for the defendant. But then when it came time for the defendant to take the stand, when it came time for the defense attorney to speak up for the defendant, guess what? There were some things and some reasons that came out uh, 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 that created that behavior. There were some things that the prosecuting attorney had no knowledge of. There was a witness that came forth that said, wait a minute, uh-uh, he didn't do it, I did it. Oh, my God. And so when, 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 when people are trying to judge us, when the enemy is trying to judge us, Jesus says, hold on, wait a minute, hold on. You don't know the whole story. <laughs> he didn't do it. He's already, he, I've already exonerated him. So don't worry about it. So judge, judge. Sometimes we are the, the, the prosecuting attorney. We're the judge and the, ju- we're the jury and the judge. Ain't nobody, hey, you ain't went to law school. <laughs> So I'm going to get off of that because that, that, that kind of hits me. Sometimes we, we judge and it is, it's destroying churches. It's destroying people. You know, if we would just look at ourselves. Warnings, and, and I got four warnings, and then I'm going uh, to close. Warnings of partaking in communion in an unworthy manner. Unworthy, what does it mean? Insensitivity. Unworthy means that you're insensitive. What are we insensitive to? It says that when you meet together, you are not really interested in the Lord's Supper. You're not really interested in doing it. Your mind is in other places. You're, you're only doing it because we said we're going to celebrate it. You, you have become insensitive because it's a, it has become a ritual. It has just become something that we do. And, and oftentimes... Um, some people who are not saved will come in and they'll get a communion cup and we'll give them a communion cup and they'll take it because they don't want nobody else to know that they ain't saved. But they're not really sensitive to the total meaning of uh, communion. But not only that, insensitivity, my brother's calling me, praise the Lord, and I don't hear from him. Thank you, Leon, if you're watching me. I love you, brother. I will call you back when I get done. (laughs) That's my older brother. Praise God. Um, But it says that when you meet together, you are not really interested in the Lord's Supper. Your mind is everywhere else. You you thinking about when when you're going to go home next. You thinking about what you're going to do, how that sleep is going to look around one, two o'clock. You thinking about I got some homework that needs to get done. Thinking about whatever, your your mind is far off from the Lord's Supper. You're taking it, but you're not. You're you're taking it physically, but you're not here mentally. And there are times, and I've been there before, because it was the church that I came from. We did it every first Sunday, so we knew every first Sunday. And so for me, it became a ritual versus a, a celebration. And and you know, it was like, oh, here we go again. That was the wrong attitude. I was taking it in an unworthy manner. I was taking it with insensitivity. And so it says, for some of you hurry to eat your own meal without sharing with others. As a result, some go hungry. It says, what? Don't you have your own homes for eating and drinking? Or do you really want to disgrace God's church and shame the poor? What am I supposed to say Do you want me to praise you? Well, I certainly will not praise you for this. So in other words, we're not thinking of others. We're not thinking. We're thinking more of ourselves. That's another reason uh, for insensitivity. We're insensitive to the body, to one another. 
what one of what, what somebody else is going through, what somebody else is dealing with. And the Bible says that uh, 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 if, if it's within our power that we are to pursue peace, we are to to uh, uh, bring about peace if it's within us. And there are times that we are insensitive to what other people are going through and what other people are dealing with. So we have to be sensitive, not only because they are the body as well. They're the body. Um, so let's um, look at another one. Taking it in the wrong spirit. What do I mean? It says, so if anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthy is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Um, and as I said before, taking it in the wrong spirit. You don't, you're, 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 you don't have the right spirit. You, got, you have discord against your brothers. You have discord against your sisters. You're holding some bitterness. You're holding uh, um, some resentment. You ain't let that thing go. It, it, it's, it's done and over with, but you're still holding on to it. Um, it could be even unforgiveness towards yourself. Um, so the wrong spirit. How is your spirit man? What's your spirit man looking like when you take it? The next one is, is disregard for what the element represents. The element represents, so uh, anyone who eats this cup, Bread drinks unworthily is sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. We're the blood of the Lord. In other words, you're not you're not really recognizing that this wafer represents the body and that this juice truly represents is a symbolic of his blood that he shed on Calvary. And uh, number four, it says we must examine and I just almost said that earlier. Examine ourselves, confess our sins, resolve our differences with one another. Test your motives and your attitudes. What's your motive behind doing things? You know, resolve your differences. The Bible says that if you have an ought against your brother and you, you come to present a gift, he says, lay your gift down at the altar first. Go and get it right with your brother and then come back and offer up your gift. But see, we're trying to shove that gift to God. And God said, but you ain't got it right over here. You don't cuss somebody out on the way to church. You know, you don't you don't, you know, uh, 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 got nasty with this person over here. They're over there hurting and wounded because of what you did. And so he says, look, put that down right now. That's not what's important. What's important is resolving the difference that you have. And I, 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 even in this own ministry, I'm not too proud to say that I have been the, the uh, uh, initiator of creating some differences because of my own thoughts and because of some things that I thought and some guidance that I had received. And so I felt bad and I was like, Lord, I can't go before the people of God and, and talk to them about forgiving. I've got to ask forgiveness from my brother, Tom. You know, it's like even with Tom, I praise God for Tom being here today. It was just his son invited us to his graduation. But little did his son know that it was bringing about reconciliation. You know, people have left this ministry and have been hurt. And I reached out and, and extended the olive branch. So I did what I needed to do. It's up to them to receive the olive branch and say, you know what? Yeah, you know, we're going to resolve this difference. You know, does it bother me? Of course it does. I would be not human if it didn't. But all of us within my power, I try to do, I try to make it right with my brother and my sister. We have to try to do that. Because God's not going to bless us if we don't do that. We're taking communion in an unworthy manner if we have a difference against our brother and sister and we're going on, we're talking to everybody else about it, but we won't go to that brother and sister and say, get it right. Get it right. Stop talking to everybody else. And, and those who people come to, I heard somebody say that those who, when, when they come to you to talk about whatever's going on, you have to ask them the question, wait, before you tell me you're wrong, first of all, for listening to it, you, the first thing out of your mouth, you must say, did you go and talk to that brother and sister about it? Did you get it right with that brother and sister? Because if you haven't, don't talk to me about it. I'm just being honest. I'm being honest, and I'm, I'm a talker. 
And so I rather, I like to know, you know, it's like, look, if I know that I've offended somebody or I don't even know what I've done, but, but, and, I, and it happened last week and I kid you not, I'm not going to tell the, the deep, uh, but I, I knew that there was some discord and some distance between me and another person and it was hurting my heart for weeks and I've been reaching out and reaching out and reaching out with no response. Well, I physically got in the car and went to reach out because I knew that this person was in a particular area. And I went and I got to them face to face and I let them know what my heart was. I'm sorry. I don't know what it was. I don't know what I did. But whatever it is, I love you. And I want it. I want to make it right. I don't like what I feel. I don't like it. You know, I can leave there knowing that I did everything that's within my power to resolve the difference. And that's what we have to do. I don't take communion with unresolved differences. upon ourselves and 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 I'm just gonna rush through if we don't deal with these differences, if we don't deal with these issues, it says for if you eat the bread and drink the cup without honoring the Lord's body, if God could forgive, if God could make it right, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourselves. And then this is what really gets to me. It says that is why many of you are weak and sick and some have even died. Because you're holding on to this. You're holding on. But it says if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way. Let me share something with you. When we forgive, when we try to deal with the the person but it's really for us it's to bring about healing for ourselves it's to, sometimes we don't even understand that some of the sickness that we're experiencing in our body is because of some of the things that we're not willing to let go we're not willing to release that God wants us to walk with an attitude and a mindset of freedom he's did it all he did it all said something to me and out of all that was said that one word stuck out to me and I, t- I can tell you what it was they said that Wendy you're doing the most and so on their end they felt that I was doing the most but on my end I was hurting and trying to bring about reconciliation and I was willing to go the steps and do whatever it took even if it meant being rejected by the person that I was going to seek restoration with and the thing that stuck with me the most was you're doing the most that was the only thing that stuck with me in my ride home and so I'm crying on the way home and and that word you you did the most so the enemy just tried to you did all of that you look stupid you made yourself look stupid I'm just being honest on how the enemy can pile things up and so what I had to do I had to silence the voice of the by saying, look, if I've done anything, Father, that you were not, that you were not in today, forgive me, and I forgive myself. And so as I rolled down the road, I said, I forgive myself. I forgive myself because, yes, there was a part that was emotional, uh, and there was a part that was like my heart is hurting. So, Lord, you understand me. So I forgive myself. Walking in a, in a mindset and a forgiveness,
Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now. says that he, Jesus, took some bread and gave thanks to God for it, and then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me and remember the covenant between my God. juice, which represented his blood, which was shed on Calvary. The next part of that verse says, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement which confirmed my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. So we partake of the juice, which represents his blood.
And I know it was the blood for me.